0: Welcome to The Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do, and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and I'm very pleased to introduce you to my guest tonight, Robin Milam. Robin's committed to our local community through the Bear Yuba Land Trust, Rotary, and other local organizations, as well as internationally as a global rights earth advocate and many, many more things. So, Robin, welcome to Sages Among Us. Oh, Lori, thank you. It's really wonderful to be here. Well, Robin, there's so much for us to talk about. In fact, we could barely wait to start the show. Uh, But I, I always like to start with... Where people come from, and, and where
1: did you grow up? Did you grow up in California? I am actually originally from Arkansas. I grew up in El Dorado, Arkansas, the land of pine trees and all wells. <laughs> and I uh, came to California as an adult. And so you came to California as an adult. Did you live in any other states
0: between coming to California?
1: So, um, actually, I finished my undergraduate degree at the University of Arkansas and then I spent two years living in Bangalore, India teaching in the American School and when I completed uh, that contract I moved to California and uh, knew that I needed to find another degree because my undergraduate degree was not something I wanted to pursue and I discovered computer sciences and so I uh Went to UCLA and got enough uh, education to launch a degree in computer sciences. And so, so I've been in California these, and Arizona ever since. These are big leaps. <laughs> I want to go
0: back a little bit. Uh, Bangalore, did you, did was your family big travelers internationally? I mean, is, was that kind of a normal
1: thing for you within your family context to do? No, actually, <laughs> no. In fact... Um, when I was in college, I worked in Yellowstone, two summers and a winter. But aside from that, I had never left the South. When we did summer vacations, we would go, we lived in Arkansas, but my grandparents lived in Mississippi and Virginia. So we always would travel through the South. and. Um, my undergraduate degree was speech pathology and audiology, and it was not a deg- something that you could study overseas. And as a, and when I was in college, I kept going, I really want an experience of living overseas. So I went looking for an opportunity, and I found an opportunity to teach in a small American school in Bangalore. And, and it was a, an incredible, really life-changing experience because I really got to see who I am as an American, and and uh, then had uh, my first husband was living in Los Angeles. We'd met in Yellowstone, and so we agreed we wanted to get married, so I came back to Los Angeles and, and uh, started a whole new life. Yeah, and there...
0: This is going to be a fun interview because there's so many directions for us to go. So I'm going to keep pulling us back a little okay. bit. Uh, you mentioned that Yellowstone. So, again, this is this is kind of a, to me, I'm thinking, you know, you, you grow up in Arkansas. You see your grandparents for visits. Taking off to go work in a,
1: a national park, how did that come about? Um, actually, my sister had a friend who was working in Yellowstone, and my mother suggested why do not you do this? And and it was a wonderful experience. I worked uh, two summers in restaurant management because uh, the students, you know, the workers in the, in the park services at that point were all in college students. And then um, the winter of my senior year in college, Yellowstone decided to open the park at Old Faithful for the first time. So I spent uh, the winter in uh, right. After, as I was graduating in the park, and then, and I just, you know, it was such an experience meeting people from all over the country that, uh, you know, it, and and it really set the tone for the environmental work and really, you know, brought me firsthand experience of what um, our natural spaces are all about and the relationship of life and and the balance it's so important to maintain the continuity there that uh, as I you know after a number of years I then made some other discoveries and when during my uh, time in California uh, I was introduced to the Pachamama Alliance. I, I'm going to go there the, later.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I still, I still want to talk a little bit more about some of this foundation because I can see that there are just all these seeds that were planted in your life that started sprouting up at different times in your life, and you, you've, it's. It, this is a fun opportunity to get to see how it all weaves together. But because you've done so much, and we haven't even begun to explore there. Did you know as a child what kinds of things you might
1: follow later on in life? I actually, no, I didn't. I, um, you know, I love the out of doors. I was a Girl Scout and Camp for a Girl and did a lot of things and in, in, in love going to summer camp. But um, really didn't until I had friends that were in computer sciences and stuff wasn't didn't make the connection with what my career would be uh, but i think there are one of the things i'm, I'm throw out something really fun one of the things i love to do in the south was spitting watermelon seeds during the summer <laughs> and so i used the metaphor of water watermelon seeds for the various aspects of my life and uh one of those seeds definitely was the time in Yellowstone, another was a time in India, and, you know, then connecting with computer sciences. And well, wow, so I think this is the first time that metaphor has been used
0: on Sages Among Us. So that <laughs> I love that. I will remember this moment. <laughs> well, you are very involved in the community locally, as well as uh, internationally. And, and you are a person that that is of service. Is that something that you did as a young child. Did your were your family uh, very service oriented, or is just that well, something that developed? Is that one of those seeds that grew?
1: I think um, it, that my parents were very serious, uh, service oriented. My my dad was a member of the Lions Club, and I was a member in high school of the Anchor Club, and so was always involved in a lot of service related, it, it, even with my church, you know, there were a lot of, so those seeds were planted early. And then when I discovered Rotary and, and our, our whole motto is service above self, it was just a natural fit. So I'm now going
0: to um, get back to it. I guess I may, we may not have gotten there yet because we've gotten you to Los Angeles where you had gotten married. Um, but how did you end
1: up in Nevada County? i um had i've been here for 25 years i was living in san francisco i was um in following my technical and leadership uh career and i had mutual friends from nevada county who introduced me to who is now my my husband tom That was actually 26 years ago. I've been here for 25 years. And uh, so it was love that brought me to Nevada County. Oh, that's a good story. And when we met, I was living in the Bay Area, and I said, you're not coming here, I'm coming there. Oh, that's a good story. So what brought
0: you to the Bay Area, though, or I don't know what brought you to the Bay Area, but I know that you've done a lot of really fascinating uh, work, and you mentioned the computer programming. Um, but I also know you were very involved in, in leadership. So what were some of the st- your career so, steps along the way?
1: So my technical degree, my computer degree, or my computer work, um, I was with American Express for a number of years and ended up in Phoenix and went to work for IBM. After that, went to work for IBM. And IBM brought me to the Bay Area, and I was um, involved in... Uh, data storage systems at the IBM San Jose plant site. And when, uh, so I was doing product management and strategic planning. And when this whole big movement around quality, Malcolm Baldridge, Three Sigma. So IBM said, we're going to launch an initiative. And the president of the plant site came to me and said, would you take over, our leadership development program, and spearhead our quality program for us. And that's what, and he did it because of my relationship with the customer aspect of our products. And I was essentially the customer conscience for the site. And so that got me into leadership development. And we were doing programs with both Stephen Covey as well as Jim Kuzis and Barry Poosner uh, who was doing... Um, the leadership challenge and so at one after i'd been with ibm for about 10 years i was ready for a quality of life change because i was doing too much commuting and so i uh, went it was a coach a leadership coach for a number of years affiliated with the Covey leadership organization and
0: did that allow you a lot of opportunities for uh, travel
1: it did I could set you, my own schedule. So you weren't commuting. I, I wasn't. I, you so were I was adventuring. no longer. I was. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of my passions was I wanted to travel. I wanted to get more involved with uh, the the things involved with the natural world and it was introduced to Lynn and Bill Twist just as they were starting an organization called the Pachamama Alliance and they were um working with indigenous tribes of the upper um amazon in ecuador the achuar and so i made several trips within and then i started had the opportunity to actually lead ecotourist trips into achuar territory to to live to visit among the achuar and uh i mean that really opened up a whole new world and in that time um on my own, I was traveling. I, I hiked the Inca Trail in Peru and did some things like that. So, yeah, yeah and this
0: uh, working with the Oshoar, I, I think I, I had seen at one point a movie that was produced about them, oh. uh, because there was somebody by Toastmasters Club that.
1: So that was that would have been Larry Landsberg. Yes, and when Larry filmed it, I went along as his. Uh, I handled all the logistics, so I traveled. I spent, he and I spent a month together in the very remote villages hosted by the achuar It was an incredible because he,
0: yeah. he, he gave many speeches at Toastmasters. Dream people of the Amazon, yes,
1: and they, and yeah. it was
0: just amazing to 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 learn about these beautiful, spirited people with with so many gifts, and to to realize that there uh, was the great potential for them to be taken advantage of.
1: Well, that was what the partnership with the Pachamama Alliance was, to really work with the Achuar to empower them, to help them have the tools and the resources so that they could preserve their culture and protect their rainforest, it, it and just, even today. Yeah. It,
0: it, it's so amazing to me, to, though, to, to meet people like yourself and Larry, and People who are just one person, and, and you were talking about the twists, who I do not know them, uh, but they can make a difference and really help people to help themselves and make a difference. I, I,
1: I'm in awe. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And it's, you know, I, I really, one of the things that I learned in my leadership work was that one person, if you really are true to who you are, you can make a, a very significant difference. And it's not the big things that really are going to change the world. It's the little things that we are doing day to day and being true to ourselves, being true to the world around us. And, um, you know, one of the things that the achuar and other indigenous peoples have taught me is the, the importance of living in harmony with nature and the world around us, because we are all very tightly connected, and so that's the still my passion today. It's part of the reason why I'm so passionate about the work that the that um, Bearuba Land Trust is doing, because here I am working in partnership with people from all philosophies, political perspectives, and yet what we're doing is looking at how can we preserve our natural spaces, our agricultural lands, so that, you know, our grandchildren and our grandchildren's grandchildren can also have the natural spaces that we have today.
0: Well, you're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and I'm talking to Robin Milam. Robin's committed to our local community through the Barrel yuba Land Trust, Rotary, and other local organizations, as well as internationally as a global earth rights advocate. So, Robin, you make it sound so simple. This, this You just led us from this international impact that, that you've had as as one person working with other individuals and, and back down, back to our community with the Bear Yuba Land Trust. I want to just go back to a little bit of the work you've done. And I know you've worked here locally, strategically planning. Um, how, how do you align yourself with, you know, bec- being a successful person in the business world and, Helping other organizations, helping organizations to be successful, and then that pr- present and that ability to just be in the moment and, and be connected to the land. Sometimes it feels like that's a really
1: big leap. So how do you, how do you do that? I, I it's really listening to my own heart and intuition, and being in the moment, and uh, recognizing that. It's important that I follow what's important to me and what I'm passionate about and that I honor other, you know, we each bring our own unique talents and it's important to honor what someone else's talents are, but then to also be true to yourself. And so that's really what it's about. I know,
0: you make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the ways that, that I've seen you describe yourself is as a global rights advocate. And is that something any of us can do, or is there a process? Is, is, there, is that a special uh, title for something that you
1: learn how to do? Well, uh, rights of nature is in itself... Um, the recognition that our ecosystems, trees, all of it, are, um, have rights just as we as humans have rights. And it's something that through my, just my reading and my listening and my work with the uh, Achuar and other areas and also with some phenomenal people who have taken strong stands for rights of nature, that has, is something that's very important to me. And so my, the work that I've done with Rights of Nature is the path that I chose. And for other people, it may be um, sexual, you, you know, it, 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 whatever is really important to you.
0: So, is it, But is there an organization called Rights of Nature? There
1: is. There's the oh, Global okay. Alliance for Rights of Nature. And it's an international organization with um, representatives around the world on on uh, every continent except for Antarctica. And um, and uh, when the um, uh, Copenhagen, when the UN climate change conference was in Copenhagen, and uh, the Kyoto, the Kyoto protocol was not passed. A group of uh, people, the president of Bolivia and other people from around the world came together and said, we need to do something, and began making declarations for recognizing the rights of all uh, organisms, uh, all ecosystems, and also um, looking at how we can advocate for people living in harmony with nature. So yes. this, this is fascinating to me,
0: and, and I just wonder, does it get convoluted sometimes with the goals of governments, the goals of businesses to expand and provide economically for their country or for their employees and their shareholders? Is it this just made up of individuals?
1: Um, there are organizations, nonprofits all over the world that are, aligned with the global alliance for rights of nature and um the challenge is our legal systems are not set up to honor i mean they're really you know do not honor the rights of nature and so ecuador was the first country in the world to put it to include it in their constitution bolivia has followed suit and included in their constitution um Sweden and Switzerland have made some very progressive steps. And then there are individual places of the, around the world, even the United States. And um, in New Zealand, the Funganori River has recognized it was a alliance between the government of New Zealand and the Maori indigenous peoples to, rec- to co-manage the river, recognizing that the river had the right to flow freely so it's an area that I'm very passionate about Um, I several years ago recognized I was traveling I went to Rio and to Durban and to uh, Ecuador and and Lima Peru with the UN conferences and really realized it was time for me to come home and it was about that time that uh, well actually no I'd already been through the C L I but uh, and that stands for oh the Nevada <laughs> County Community Leadership Institute. Go, Lori! <laughs> One of my
0: favorite things for the for the community. Yeah, but
1: you. you but it, it, and I, I bring it up because it was very important for me when I moved to this area to be a part of that program, so that I could really meet key people who were in leadership positions throughout the county and whether it was government or the arts or education or business and the environment and uh, so thank you very much because it's a Well,
0: it it is a community leadership program, and there are hundreds and hundreds of people who have made it what it is today, and we're so lucky to to have that, and I'm glad you brought that up, because we are recruiting for that. Uh, But you do say that you brought it back, so you were doing a lot of travel internationally, and you said with the UN? So it was
1: time for me, well, I went to a number of the UN climate change conferences, and then... um, really realized I wasn't spending much time at home and so I, I got to a point where I said you know it's time for me to come and really be a part of this community and so while I'm in while I track and support the global alliance I'm not actively involved in it at this mo- at this point not in a leadership position and I've shifted my focus that's how I became involved with Ayuba Land Trust because I was looking for, I want a local avenue for yeah, expressing my passion and in, so. in fact
0: I do want to just do a shout out because you are taking a break from uh, being, mm-hmm. working working a booth tonight at, at uh, the um, summer nights here in Nevada City yeah. anyone
1: uh, who's at summer nights I'll be back <laughs> at the booth a few minutes after 7 I'd be happy to come <laughs> uh, so, so you are very you.
0: committed to the things you are committed to and I know you're also you mentioned Rotary
1: earlier um, and so what drew you to Rotary um well, it's interesting because I was um, actually had started my own web development. You know, when I said, okay, what I'm going to do about a career here, I started my web development and I was looking for uh, business contacts. But what really, so that's what drew me, to, drew me to Rotary. But what keeps me in Rotary is our involvement, our commitment to service beyond self. Both locally and the projects that we're doing, and we were we're working with BFF, the Bright Future Tree Youth, and they're supporting the new uh, Neo Center and uh, a, a number of other. We do a lot locally, but we also have an international commitment, and we support projects around the world. In fact, my Nevada City Rotary is uh, sponsoring our second Global Scholar. Uh, Rin Cleary, who is with Circle right now, is going to be going to Oxford starting in September. And so Ooh, we are funding, you know, a $30,000 scholarship for wow. her. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, and Rotary does seem like a really good fit for one of those seeds that you uh, put out there so many years ago in terms of that local and then global focus. You just... Uh, Again, you make it look so easy. <laughs> I, I know you do so much uh, and and volunteering locally now and in all the work you've
1: done internationally, but do you have time for any other hobbies or activities? Well, I am very happily married to Tom, and we are now... I think we've been adopted by a young cat who's a mother cat and her little kitten, so... You know, so we do our walks and things like that, and I'm also very proud to be. I'm Grandma Tweeter, Grandma you know, Robin's tweet. So I'm Grandma <laughs> Tweet. How my granddaughter came up with that. So, yeah, I have. I do have a life, that, a, a personal life as well as yeah, know, being very just- involved in this incredible community that we well and robin
0: you, whenever i see you you're so relaxed and and you just seem like you have all the time in the world and then uh, you, you know just reading all the things you're involved in it's like wow that is that is a real i guess that is that part of that ashwar is that i mean just being in that present moment just being really connected uh because i i, I truly get that from you is that feeling of of you you're just in the present moment. And I, I now I know how many more things you're involved in. <laughs> well, you know, it,
1: uh, it's saying no can be a challenge at times, but it's really about saying yes to what you really care about. And we are so fortunate in this community to have so many things going on and to have a community that really cares for each other. And so it's both a delight and an honor to be a part of this community and um you know now i'm at a point in my life where you know i consciously chose it's time for me to be home and uh to be able to really be a part of the community and 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 be engaged in a way that i am making a difference and you know being on the board of the land trust is at this point in time in the Land Trust, what we're doing with the Land Trust is really, we're doing some amazing things and got great leadership. And so, and, you know. And how, how exactly are you involved in the Land Trust? Are you part of the board? I'm are on you the, on I'm, other I'm, committees, on out the, the trails? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the board. I've been on the board for about six years. I'm actually the immediate past president. Um, and as a board member, I'm very involved with both our trails and our lands and you know a lot of different ways, and you know we are we are closing on the Wafa Ridge project, which is uh, up in Hell's Half Acre. I don't it's, know where that is. Oh, it's up next to Twin Cities Church. Oh, okay. So we're in the process of closing escrow on 100 I think it's 127 acres yeah wow Yeah. It, now, and so this is this is this may be totally
0: irrelevant but is that did I hear rumors that that, that area is where the christmas card was
1: taped for the um, the the sawmill the kugich the sawmill is down just below yeah is adjacent to that yes yes
0: so so we still won't be able to hike to where the sawmill was in the oh, movie
1: so uh <laughs> The land trust has actually had some trails on that oh. site for an, for quite some time. See, it's
0: good that I'm talking to you. I and never even knew so, that. Yeah.
1: So, and the intention is to, you know, improve those trails, and we're we're imagining what we can do with that site. So.
0: Well, there's so much excitement, and we're we're just down to the last minute or so. But I did want to ask you um, that. If you had the the power to to wave a magic wand and make something better in our community or address a problem, what would you think needs to be done?
1: You know, it's uh, listening to each other and really honoring our differences in a way that uh, we can live in harmony, that we can live in harmony with each other and we can live in harmony with this beautiful earth that we call home. Well, those are excellent words. And we are
0: coming to the end of our uh, wonderful talk tonight. And I just want to thank you for joining us, Robin. Um, The purpose of this program is to inspire and invite people to participate in the betterment of our community. Discover how you can make a difference by tuning in on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Next Wednesday, join SAGE's host, Brian Buckley. You've been listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for everything you do to make our community great.
1: And thank you, Lori. Thanks, for You're amazing.